Joe Gilbert is a poet, Fah uses Scots as well as English to communicate her ideas. And an Aberdonian Fah uses Scots as well as English to communicate with her friends, colleagues and family. I think using Doric is a little bit rebellious. I suppose I kind of, I was looking at other performance poets and, you know, they've all kind of got, some of them have got a thing. And I thought, nobody else is doing that. Nobody else is doing the Doric thing. And I really liked the idea about writing about really contemporary, quite dark stuff. Um, I've got a real hatred of nature poetry, <laughs> just because it's so good and wholesome and no like real life, really, you know? I mean, who spends their whole time running about gun viewing herons and you know that's not how my life's been that's not how i was brought up i come from a working class family so i i think there is a bit of rebellion in there where i wanted to ruffle some feathers i think doric is a medium for the future but we need to start doing something about it now um it is still a living language it's near dying out but the majority of folk that speak it are aller um, I think the Shire are doing quite a lot in terms of education, that they're making it part of their curriculum and there's wee bits happening new in, in the city as well. And so if folk were asking me at the beginning, I tell them that I was using bastardised Doric because it's half Tuchter and half Tunzer. I would use word, maybe use words you know, that are purely Aberdonian, but there are other words that have come from the other side of my family heritage that I will use, like Puddick, or a Pucklea Neeps, or Bachels, or, you know, words that I know, but there's plenty of Doric words that I read, and I think, why oh, didn't I know that? But it's because I've no heard it. I think, you know, my kind of interpretation of the language has been fit I've heard, so that comes for the folk that speak it. You know, I've, to be fair, I've only just started engaging with written Doric, a lot of it has been about spoken word rather than, which has probably attracted me, the performance element of it as well. Out in the Shire, the situation is guy different. Statistically, mere folk are Scots speakers, with peaks in tunes sick as Banff. A progressive attitude is appearing in education and wider civic life. A thing the Shire is blessed with is folk willing to fecht for the mother tongue. Top Dune initiatives, sick as the SQA Scots Language Award, the North East Scots Language Board, schools around the North East teaching Scots, and Aberdeenshire Council's Scots Language Policy are helping gi North East Scots the status it needs. But there can be resistance to official intervention, as well as negative impacts. Um, well, I was brought up, I was brought up outside Port Soy, so out in the country, I was a country loon. Um, so it was kind of brought up around that kind of Doric speaking tongue. Um, but we were always tell well, mum, dad spoke Doric, granny, granda, especially granda, he spoke Doric kind of thing, but it was always when you got the door to go to school, I had to change back to change back to your, your English English tongue, so to say, kind of thing. Um but around about the house it was just you would be using your, your Doric phrases and stuff like that. Um and when you went up to granny for your granny's for your lunch or your supper or whatever it would be, it'd be the same. So um it's fine. It's fine to fine to get it, to speak it at home, but when you when you go to school, it was kind of frowned upon almost. In terms of the younger speakers in Buckingham, um, are they approaching the dialect in a different way, or are they learning it like I learned it at at home? I think for sure they are learning it at home. We know the language. That's far you learn it in the home in the first few years of life and it's nay different with a dialect. 
And this idea that, oh, you might learn it in school with somebody telling you the rules of it, actually it's something that comes much, much more naturally to you. So when you're in the home, your mum's nay saying to you, well, in standard Scottish English, we say out, but um, in Bucky, you can say oot. They're not telling you those things. They're not teaching you the rules, just like you learn the rules of the verb to be in French, je suis tu es. They're not teaching you like that. It comes very, very naturally to us. Uh, the bairns come through the corridor speaking Doric. You hear Doric in the corridors, you hear Doric on the, the play parks, uh, the sports parks, you hear Doric in the dinner queues, you hear Doric away around about the school. Um, my estimation is roughly between 50 and 60 percent of folk are Doric speakers and probably will be speaking Doric at home. Uh, I would say that it's getting it, it's, it's starting to pick up now because folk are realising that it's it's been accepted. Um, or riding around my thing, um, that um, I would say that it's the speaking in the Doric of the young folk nowadays is starting to become more common because uh, um, because of the new awards and everything like that. Everybody's realising that they can actually get something out of it um, rather than just getting a, a clout or a lug kind of thing for speaking it. Um, but no, it's definitely becoming more popular now, um, especially with texting. Obviously, technology's taking over, and um, I would definitely say that if you if you, if you read some of the the texts are in a bit here, it is mainly in Doric kind of thing, without folk even kenning it, that they're doing it. Aye, we've been teaching Scots here for about four years. We've been doing the, the SQA award, as well as teaching it to junior bairns uh, as part of their uh, Scottish studies first year. The SQA award, it's seen a, about uh, 15, 20 awards that the SQA have brought in, uh, apart from the hires and, and nationals, slightly different, to try and pick up on broader achievement through the school, give bairns an opportunity to uh, study uh, other things and to get points as well towards our qualifications. Aye, we've had about 70 kids through the Scots Language Award um, from 2014. Started with seven bairns and we've moved on to classes of about 20. So 70 through it, uh, plus we've had about 1,000 bairns engaging with Scots Language uh, throughout their schooling. Uh, first and second year we have Scottish Studies and we have a unit on, on Doric as well. The consensus seems to be that the only why for it is to make sure that North East Scots is healthy at the grassroots, being learned at home and in the community. We support for the schools and for wider officialdom. A raising of status is essential. In Shetland, there's been for decades now a big movement towards the dialect. They have dialect groups, it's taught in schools, etc. What's happening in Shetland? Certainly in Lerwick. It's wipeout. When you hear the younger speakers, and that's what our paper shows that we looked at in Shetland, when you hear the younger speakers, a lot of them are losing the dialect. They're sounding more like that Scottish Standard English. Now, Bucky, nobody speaks about the dialect, or it's near a thing, right? They just do it. And when you look, yeah, there are changes. They're, the younger speakers are not saying faith and nath, they're saying fight and right. But the younger speakers, 100% of the time, are saying fit far fan in that book's there, etc. So it's a really interesting thing of we, we think there's a tension between fit comes for the grassroots and how that works and what comes with, because here we're really talking about the question you're asking is, top-down pressures, how does that work? And I'm not quite sure. 
I'm really not quite sure. And what I really am not so keen on doing is me as an academic going and telling folk that they should do. I'm not sure that works, right? And I'm not sure it's the right thing to do. Here at the Elphinstone Institute, we support the learning of North East Scots across a wide age range, from bairnhood to retirement and beyond. But Mayor Needs Dean, we'll give the last word for now to Professor Robert Miller o Aberdeen Varsity. In the 2011 census, we were told that 1.5 million people spoke Scots. This is probably something of an understatement. It possibly is 2 million, although it'd be very difficult to prove this. The reason I say this is because it's almost inevitable on the first time that a question is asked that people will misunderstand what they're being asked about. Undoubtedly, in a, a country with just a bit over 5 million people uh, living in it, having almost a half of them speaking a, a language which has practically no official status does make you think, because it's pretty rare in the world to see something like that. And when it has happened, as in Luxembourg in the 1970s and 1980s, something was done about it. When you look at the North East and also other heartlands of Scots like Shetland, you see that the number of people who said they were Scots uh, speakers was close to 50% or higher in the case of Shetland. This tells you something as well. People are very aware of what they speak and they also consider it to be part of their identity. If that's the case, and I think you have to accept that, then something seriously has to be done about Scots all over Scotland, but particularly here in the North East, because um, it would truly be a national tragedy if people's native language was at best ignored and at worst allowed to die. On uh, discussions of Arthurian legend, uh, I've been uh, on occasion guilty of saying that Scots is a once and future language. What I mean by that is that there was a time when Scots was a national language heading towards language standardisation. It is quite possible to imagine an alternative history where Scotland maintained not only its independence but its own sense of self culturally, which is probably more important for this. And moving forward from that, had a language just like Norway has a language and just like uh, Luxembourg has got a language and so on. Not spoken by many people, but that's not our problem. Future is up to us. That's the difference. Scots is a language linguistically in some ways because it isn't mutually intelligible in its densest form with standard English. But in other ways, it's like a dialect because it has been dialectalised under standard English. We don't generally write in Scots unless there's a specific reason for doing so. Um, if we could get round that, if we could get to the situation where Scots was given equality to English in schools, then it would be a present language again. <laughs>